You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. What's up? What's up, everybody? You are tuned into AfterBuzz TV for R&B Diva Season 2, L.A. That's right. Mm-hmm. And my girl is in the building one more time. Give it up a little more. In the building. Thank you. So many round of applauses yes. when I enter the building. They say, yo, yo, there she goes. Yes, she is. I'm, uh, I'm Bam Erickson. And introduce yourself. I'm Alfred Nolan Thomas II. Okay, we have so much to talk about, so mm-hmm. yes. we're going to recap the show, and then we got to get all into your business. Are you ready? Okay, do you notice that I match y'all set? Never mind. I, I noticed. I Look at God. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Won't he? He shined, though. Okay, so um, so uh, last night's episode, it mm-hmm. uh, it premiered. Are you, were you excited? Were you, what do you think? Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a year since the last premiere, and you know, so much has changed, so much has happened, um, so many um, things even with the whole brand, we got two new divas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got 10 weeks this year. And I'm just hyped to finally be back on TV. Now, when um, in last night's episode, the four of you um, are reunited. It was uh, it was yourself, Shantae Moore, mm-hmm. uh, Clyde Ortiz, and Michelle Lee. So yeah. you, you girls are re- re- reunited. And you all said that, you know, you hadn't seen each other in a while. But yeah. your, your careers have literally skyrocketed since, yeah. since uh, being on the show. So yeah. uh, how... How was that to feel welcome back after such a um, such a long? It feels pause. great, and plus the anticipation, mm-hmm. like of all the fans, like we left with a a bang last year. The diva logs really set us up perfect for us to not only did the show set us up, but the diva logs it reintroduced us to our core fans and audience as well as some new people. So, like literally since last year, we've all been booked and working and just consistent. So that's why when we came in to do the second season, we did so well. They added two extra weeks. So people really rocking with us. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. Like and like and look you, at me, I got a whole new look. I had to step it up. So I was excited to show the whole new me. Well, okay, the new look. Yeah. So and I don't got my goals in today, so you, I feel kind of naked. You had probably, you had probably, uh, mic check, mic check. Here, I can hear you. Uh, okay, you can hear me. Yeah. All right, so good. So you had like seven, eight different hairdos. Yeah. Just in last night's <laughs> episode. <laughs> Not that many. It was a lot. Well, it was different clips, but yeah. it was still one color. Okay. Yeah. And so let's talk about the blonde because yeah. people either love it or hate it. Yeah. And so why go blonde? Because that was a decision me and my sister made. Mm-hmm. You know, usually when um, a woman goes through something, may it be death, uh, birth, uh, divorce, anything, mm-hmm. when you want to rebirth something or you're going through something, the first sign of going through or coming out of something is, you know, somebody will cut their hair, they change their hair color. It's always a big difference. Me, I'm dramatic. I'm drastic. I always like to go over the top. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do the braids anymore because I did that like 15 years ago. Couldn't do the blue hair, did that. So I was just like, my sister was like, let's try the blonde. And I was afraid to do blonde, but she was like, yo, the whole Marilyn Monroe feel, you know, not so much as, you know, what people was thinking about Marilyn, but just 
when you see blonde, that just captivates. Mm-hmm. And I had to come in over the top because I have a whole new personality, a whole new life. And I think this just explains and defines and basically lets you know how I'm feeling. Just blonde. I don't know what it is about blonde, but we do have more fun. Oh, yes. All right. I and this is a number 613 because there's different shades of blondes. And you've had how many like, different yeah. shades so far? Um, At least three. Mm-hmm. Because I had this for the whole season and then... um. Because this, this color is hard to come by, especially this gray of hair. You <laughs> thought this was all me. <laughs> but I really? knew that, yeah. Don't egg, you know why he is there, my big. No. But I, but I had to try different colors because, you know, sometimes when this isn't available, it's other kinds. Like, I get so much hair sent to me, we always have to change the color. And this last color that I had, it, if fit my skin tone well I forgot which number it was but my sister mixed three different colors but because it blended in with my skin so much everybody thought my hairline started back here and I was trying to tell people no she's growing back um, I didn't know that much about her so oh well, now you know <laughs> okay well then uh, so um, well, Kelly Price Kelly mm-hmm. Price and Don Robinson yeah. uh, they're gone and so now they've been replaced yeah um, I wasn't surprised. Were you surprised at the other no. two late? Okay, so move on. Yeah. All right, all right, I so. mean, it's no surprise because we saw, and I was here mm-hmm. last season, and we would say, and you've heard from them both saying they, you know, they didn't like the way that they were edited or the way they looked or the way that the show made them feel, whatever. So why would someone be so foolish to bring someone back if they had that many complaints from, mm-hmm. like, the fifth week on? Mm-hmm. That would be a waste. Yeah, fair enough. And so go well, ahead. What? What got you guys to decide for the new cast out of these new girls? That's that's not up to me. I honestly found out, like, once we started production, Mm. um, who the two new girls were. And that's what I love about the whole movement between TV One, Think Factory, the producers, and the network. They they can hold a secret, so you really don't know who it's going to be. There was much speculation because everybody was like, you know— coming back like Kelly she's a she's a very notable artist yeah. so to replace her you would either have to either bring her back or try to find somebody just as famous or more famous you can't go backwards so they couldn't try to go get it, it's so many artists that it would be a waste to try to go get mm-hmm. that would you know bring that much um you know that much viewing and fans to watch the show because she's she does have a fan base mm-hmm. now what would happen after you know she showed who she was on the show that has nothing to do with neither you or I but calling in new people and and replacing you always have to do bigger and better mm-hmm. and Chrisette and Leela James that was like we was came up like no shade like th- that was a good look that was a good move when I found out who it was like once we um actually got our call sheets I was like yo like I honestly like, how did y'all get them mm-hmm. like real talk I have, mm-hmm. I admit I was I was quite surprised for for the two uh, particularly with um with um Chrisette? Chrisette, because she's more your style. She's she's more into the whole R&B hip-hop world. And so I thought that was a great come-up for TV One to get the the younger audience to to watch because, you know, as you always say, no shade. Yeah. uh, When it comes to... (laughs) And it it, be shade. Right. But for Atlanta, the women are of a particular age. Yeah. Except for maybe Kiki. They're kind of older. A particular caliber. (laughs) I will say that too. <laughs> that too. It's so it's 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 a totally different dynamics between you guys in yeah. LA, uh, you guys in LA and Atlanta. Yeah, mm. it, it is a big dynamic. But even with them bringing in their two new with um, Mila and Latavia, that's a younger generation. But uh, I remember Mila being in the seven hundred two, and they were out like when I was first coming out. So she mm. still has that hip hop and R and B fan. So just mm. the overall look for the whole brand is to pull in the younger demographic. Mm. So that was a good look. But with ours, like. 
That was a good look. You're a, now when you guys were at the Lila James uh, listening party. Yeah. Were you bored or what's like your disposition seemed a little like that was my first time ever meeting Leela in real life. Mm-hmm. So it was just like we didn't know what was like what was going to happen. We was told it was a listening party and we were just like it was freezing in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like it was late. I had just came back from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So even though it airs at 10 p.m. Y'all time. We probably started filming like late that night. So I was just like, yo, my East Coast is kicking in. And it wasn't nothing about being bored and stuff, but I had never met her. So just to be there for that first time, I wanted to see, you know, what it was all about. But she and I have mutual friends. I was like, trust me, once you meet her and you know her, like, she she cool. So I already, once I found out she was on the cast, that's when I got the, um, you know, the secret bat phone call saying like, mm-hmm. yo, she one of us. Mm-hmm. We have a cool crew. And then there's some people they'd be like, nah, you might not want to fool with that person. You know, yeah. she made the cool list. Side note, was that Jill Scott sitting behind you guys? There was no. a lady in like in a wig. <laughs> it, it looked like Jill Scott, I'm just saying. No, no I don't even not- remember who was back there. I know it was um like a lot of producers and other artists there mm-hmm. that I was just like, oh, but I, I know like the majority of other people there were like musicians, background singers, songwriters. I believe the um one of the ladies behind us, like she they all worked with Leela. Mm. So they were part of the, pr- the production of the album. I was just like, oh, okay, like this was super mm. cool. I had saw some, um, Mike City was there. Like he produced a lot of, um, uh, never, like all, um, call, that Call Thomas album and stuff yeah. like that. Like mm. he's, he's a heavy hitter. So she had some heavy hitters in the room. And I was just like really honored to like finally meet her after all these years of, you know, you know, you gotta meet. So finally now we get to do a show together. I get to enjoy her music and her personality, like really get to hang with her. Mm-hmm. Like that's my dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys went to the nursery. I never heard of that before. The nursery. Me neither. It was in was it in Compton? I don't even I don't remember what it was, but when I got my call sheet and it said we're going to a nursery, I'm thinking what you think I'm thinking? Cause I got kids. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, we must be going to see little kids. Maybe we're going to feed some like, or not orphans, but like children, premature babies mm. or just holding, you know, just to like, because I know she has a, a baby and you know, I thought we was just going to just be on some motherly type. So when I pull up and it was a nursery, I said, oh, it gave me a tease. You know, that movie, um, the town. Mm-hmm. Remember they used to always go to the nursery and have some little, uh, side business going down. I'm like, uh-huh. what kind of, what kind of, why you got me thinking out plans? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so when we got to know, she broke it down how like she's really with her being from, um, South Central, you would never know what she was exposed to. Like she was exposed to like a country way of life, so mm-hmm. that's why she seems southern. But she from the hood, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I see some hood ish ways in her. Oh yeah, oh, no, it's gonna. Oh, co- she it, she turns. Okay, yeah. Now she does also have one of those special voices, like Michelle. What it is, her speaking voice and her singing voice are two different, like night and day. Yeah, but yes. it's just like it's like yo. another person inside there. Yeah, it's like yo, like how do you get to that tone? But. If you ever get a chance to see her perform, her energy, like, you gotta, she's like a person, she's an experience. Mm-hmm. Leela James is, is an experience. Far as the person side, mad cool. Far as the artist side, you just like, who wouldn't, like, her energy is amazing. I've had the pleasure of, like, with the show, we um, are doing a lot of women empowerment um, conferences. Mm-hmm. And usually after the conference is over, we perform. And literally, sometimes we'll only get 10 to 15 minutes. But those 10 to 15 minutes between she, I, um, I know Chantel perform, Claudette, Michelle, and Chrisette has, she'll usually perform and then leave before us because like all of us are all over the world. Mm-hmm. But when I first saw Lila perform, like she's, she performs like a rapper, like turnt, 
her. Mm-hmm. She's like the same height as me. Got a big old booty. I, but I met her. You did? Mm-hmm. Yo. I was at the, you remember the Savoy? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. She, um, but like her whole experience and when she's with her live band, oh my God. Yeah. Mm. She's the truth. Did she's you break a nail? Like you were complaining? Who, me? At the nursery, you was like, I'm going to break my nail. I probably did. My nails were long then, and I was afraid to break them because a lot of people don't know how to do acrylic fills the way that the girl on the <laughs> East Coast used to do my nail. And I was just like, Lord, here we go. I thought we was going to be digging in dirt. And I was like, my nails, I had claws then. And my um, fiance made me cut them. Amen. He was like, yeah, right on. You can't, mess with, you can't mm. mess with my area with <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's go into Michelle's foundation. So okay. Michelle um, was with her management, and she was uh, her her managers were saying how they needed to really you know get the ball going, and how yeah. you know people are really anticipating. Now, let me also ask you this question because a lot of uh, a lot of you divas hadn't been out. Um, music wise in a yeah. really long time and so he they were like really throwing the pressure on her about how you know yeah. this album really really has to hit and I would assume yeah. that a lot of you guys maybe feel that same pressure because yeah. you know and so the produ- the managers was a bit rude or not it seemed as if they didn't really care what she felt did you feel that it was weird for me because it seemed like almost how you know if you're outside producer what topics are going to be hit and I think all of that meshed into one time made for a very uh, sensitive situation for her I think that's why she more so wasn't ready to talk about business or even hear what they had to say about work because I I think I mean you could say being in your tenure of your career and having established yourself Mm -hmm. having your team and listening to them and when do you know to give them give that person the go to push you when you may need that person. See, each each team deals with their artists differently. I know with my team, I'll say this is what I want to do, and they have to make it happen. So basically, I'm the boss. But with certain artists, you know, like coming back into this industry, you just have to be real with them. You have to listen. It ain't as easy as it was before. You're not. When she first came out, she was down with Dr. Dre and them, and you know that she was known for the voice of that. So it's like coming back. You don't have the same people behind you now, unless we could get them to do some drops or while he's accepting those big checks for them headphones, he can sneak you in mm-hmm. there. And you wave hi. You already know this industry has changed so much since she's had her first album out. So mm-hmm. you just got to be real upfront. It's just like maybe some of your fans might have went on they might be traveling mm-hmm. like you just never know she said she hasn't had an album out in almost like 20 years mm-hmm. like that's that's been a minute so coming back it's not as easy it's not as you know it's, it's a total different dispensation it's a total different and the game has changed it's so mm-hmm. much it changes every five years anyway mm-hmm. so just think that's that's four births of five years mm-hmm. that's 20 years yeah. like you have to come out busting and and you have to do it the time is now because even though we're shooting a show, you can't technically say because this reality show, you know, you can't say that. But he has to basically let her know, like, you have to get in while strike yeah, yeah. while the iron is hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or else you can miss you can miss that wave. So while everybody's looking, get your song together, because even last season, I know she was working on shows and stuff, mm-hmm. but still there was no song out. Even with me, I was working on an album, but I at least put like two songs out and people don't know it. It takes a lot out of you, and it takes a lot to put an album together. Mm-hmm. So now that we have 10 weeks, hopefully it'll be some product to come out. That's just the way they have to push her and, you know, just let her know, like, listen, you don't want another 20 years to go by, and you and you miss your time. Yeah, and then so when, so when she... <clears throat> 
someone they were in conversation, they kind of she kind of deferred from that, and she referenced yeah. how she ready how she wanted to start her foundation. Yeah, uh, called I'm Still Here. It's a it's a foundation uh, for people suicide. who yeah for suicide. Yeah, and they seemed a little like seemed a little distant from it. But after she had a moment where she had to step out the room, oh yeah, then. I guess they kind of regrouped, and then they mentioned um, about Tony Cornelius, mm-hmm. who is a yeah. who's a son of who's the son of uh, Don Cornelius yeah. from the creator of Soul Train, and so they set up a meeting uh, <laughs> with the two of them to to meet, and um, I thought that was I thought it was touching. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that, and that was my um, first time experiencing that too, because I know that was one of the topics that she discussed during the Diva Laws, mm-hmm. but to see her actually have to relive that, and you know, just like want to help people because people don't know that. Suicide ain't nothing to play with. And like when you even think about committing suicide, because that has ran through my mind, it's just like you don't realize how selfish that is. Like not only you die, but a part of you dies. Like she has a daughter. Like it's with Don dying, he has his son. And mm. it's, it's still so much unanswered questions. And you just never know why. Or people always have questions they want answered. And you have to take that in consideration. So the fact that she's a suicide survivor, because thank God mm. she's still with us. Mm. She can speak about it and be an advocate for it. And I don't think that's like, to me, that's more important than doing any album because like, like look what's going on in society. You could do a suicide, you know, campaign and then do a song to go along with it. Man, damn album right now. Mm -hmm. There are people's lives that are in our hands. So instead of trying to force a a company or a label to try to push your album, suicide and bullying, cyber bullying, cyber suicide, like all of the stuff that's going on, that's really a relevant um, conversation and mission that I'm, glad that she started to because because she's actually been down that road she can actually help and like i was in tears like i always get choked up when i see have to relive that again because Mm -hmm. she's such a a giving and such a sweet person she's such a real person it's just like wow for her to actually have to have gone through that it's just like yo you just never know what somebody's going through i Mm -hmm. think one of the things that uh kind of caught me was how affected she was by her grandmother's death yeah how as you as you said, it ends up being even more selfish because you don't know who kind of looks up to you or yeah. depends on you. But you know what? I'm gonna let me just play devil's advocate mm-hmm. on this side. Um, Don Cornelius. Yeah. Um, I don't. I can't. This is just what I've heard. But you know, he was going through dementia. Yeah, I heard that. He mm-hmm. was going through dementia, and then uh, Michelle's uh, grandmother. She said that the the grandmother starved herself, and so oh, for mm-hmm. me. I used to say, well, how can you do this? That, you know, that's very selfish of you. But, you know, when someone is, is in a, um, is in a place in their life that they feel that they don't have any help, mm-hmm. who am I to say, well, that's selfish of you to, to do this because now that you're gone, I got to take care of this. You know, they're not thinking about stuff like that because, I mean, I can't imagine for a grandmother. Yeah. To starve herself to death. A you, grandmother. You always think of somebody's grandmother but, cooking I mean, for everybody, yes, praying it, for everybody. Exactly. I, I think. That is the case, but it's not necessarily her response was from, oh, you know, what, how could you do this? But the fact that you did do this and now I don't have you around, I think yeah. there's a lot of sentimental stuff that it, it gets underneath the justification of I, I get you going through something. Because even in that situation, her <laughs> grandmother was grieving over another situation. So yeah. it kind yeah, of trickled down. Yeah. And then, I mean, for me, when you are blessed to reach certain ages, I think, you know, she was on her last leg. It wasn't as, you know, I just killed myself right now yeah. when I'm young and, and, and thriving, but it still affected Michelle as a, at a young age. Yeah. Because and, and, that was basically all she had. Like, yeah. if you mm-hmm. listen to her story, she was like, 
she did she said even to this day she's still still trying to figure out and find out what love is Mm -hmm. and so it's just like when she lost her grandmother it's just like well that's what i thought love was so now that's going now she was basically out here in the world trying to find on her own she's from the hood too yeah and it's just like yo you just never know how it's gonna affect somebody Mm -hmm. but Ooh, yeah, that that's a sensitive and touchy subject. And even with the Don Cornelius thing, you hear so many different things about why he commits suicide. First, they said dementia. Then they were saying it was something about a life insurance policy because the ex-wife yeah. or the wife wanted money. It's just like you just never know. Yeah. But the fact that and I can say this for myself, when all the lights go off and all this makeup come off and this hair be, be pulled back, when I have to deal with myself, you don't know what it goes through and what mm. I go through and what it takes to be me and what I have to deal with and what demons somebody is facing. Like there's some people like me, I don't like to be by myself. Not that I'm going to kill myself, but it's sometimes I just don't want to deal with myself. So I always feel like people, there are some people that are lonely. They can have mm. a, a entourage, but that loneliness mm. and that begets so many other spirits. I would say the suicide spirit and, you know, just want to harm yourself spirit. But I'm glad I'm over that part. Like my mom and them had to pray that thing out of me. And it's important that, uh, people like, uh, Tony and, and yeah. Michelle, they speak about it. I yep. think it was a little bit shocking to see how connected it is to the African-American yeah. culture. Because that's but so, that's so taboo. That's so taboo. Like, that's like, so yeah. taboo. Well, black people, it, we don't commit it, suicide. We pray. Exactly. So it's like, oh, it hits you. It's, that it has no color line. Yeah. Okay, well, wow. let's, let's uh, we have so much more we have to mm-hmm. talk about. Let's go into now Claudette. Okay. And so Claudette meets with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to her house. Drop the bomb I'm sorry. When you and Justin were walking in, you said to him, you better be good. Because he cuts up. That is a typical... uh, Black mother. (laughs) Yeah, I'm being stereotypical, but that's a typical black mama. Don't you ask for nothing when you go in. You just... You get up, you behave. Yeah. Because I know know how my son is. Yeah, I know know how he is. And when he gets around other kids, he becomes the ringleader and he becomes little turn up. Mm. And I I know he's been over there before. He'll start jumping down people's steps, digging in people's cabinets. He's just very inquisitive. Mama, thank God he's not lethargic. Mama, that's how my mother is. So I have to, I have to have a pep talk. You be good. Mm-hmm. When we get in here, don't, don't be all digging in people's stuff. You, you know, mind your business. Yeah, I think, I think all black kids have gotten that speech. <laughs> I've gotten it several times as a kid, and even as an adult, sometimes my mom is like, "All right, listen, I need you to, you know, don't be on be, your best. Don't be so much you this time. Just bring it down a little bit." So, you know, it happens. So when Claudette and you have this conversation. Mm-hmm. You say that you and Philip are not together. Mm-hmm. Boom! And um, won't I? Yeah, baby. And so Claudette seemed to be a little shocked about that. But yeah, she didn't know. We're gonna go into that later. But okay, the 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 big part of that conversation was Claudette came to you about the whole thing for Puerto Rico. Yeah, mm-hmm. which so Claudette got this um, got a call to go to Puerto Rico to Carnival and to do yeah. a song and she wants to invite all the divas yeah. you are very reserved about the situation because yeah. with last year and some of the other things with like the Broadway in the hood and the whole divas uh, the diva log very people were of. quitting and you you were very vocal about it yeah and what are your thoughts I want to know how how stung were you by that previous situation and in the sense of did she really get into you know your your I guess unaware zone and uncomfortable with people acting like this or what is it it has it been like you know you've been in the business and I'm seeing, sure you've seen all kinds of shade mm-hmm. like 
I I understand, but I was like, I wonder, did it really hit her like that? Because I got yeah. some people who do kind of crazy stuff, and I'm like, you know what? It's just the world, and and but it seemed like Kelly or however that all it was that whole situation. It was like, the way it all panned out. It's not just because Kelly, and it's not just because Dawn. It was just the way it all panned out. Because I'm a person. If you tell me to be somewhere, and you say this is the duration, every time I make a move, even from coming in here, mm-hmm. I have to plan my life it's not just me mm-hmm. it's me it's my children it's like i had to make arrangements even coming back out here this time because i have more kids and it was just like when i came out here this time i didn't have philip with me mm-hmm. i didn't have childcare. Mm-hmm. i had my i had their god brother out here helping but i was already going through enough mm-hmm. and that's why i had to reveal to her that i wasn't <laughs> with philip anymore because i was just like look Whatever it is you need me to do, I'm down to do. But don't invite everybody around here if people got a quitting in their spirit because y'all know how I am. So that's basically my mm-hmm. disclaimer. Don't ask me to do something or I could do my part and keep it moving. Y'all call me when y'all ready to perform it because I know sometimes our schedules become hectic. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if a big check come while I'm saying yes to this, I'll be like, listen, I'm going to have to chase that check. Even though all money ain't good money, there are sometimes I could get called for a tour and I, I don't want to let anybody down. So I'm just like, you know, you put your hand in a pile. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm down to do it. But please be sure I'm not the only one that's down for the for the long haul, the duration, for the ups, the downs. And when stuff start looking shady and, mm-hmm. and shaky, because you don't have to deal with my management when it comes to me. Just call me up and I'm with it. But don't give me... With with the, with the girls gave me the last time because and I want to be sure like you sure they called you and this is what they said and nobody else ain't supposed to be in charge of it because that's what happened before everybody wanted, thought they was in charge they thought it was their idea I'm like no that's not what I'm told that wasn't your mm-hmm. if that was your idea then that should have been put in my contract well let me ask this question because with our reality shows particularly with R&B Divas mm-hmm. there's always a big something that yeah. happens at the end yeah. so when you heard Puerto Rico did you did you think, okay, well, this may be the big, the big final thing that all of us has to do together? I knew it had to be something, but Puerto Rico, like that's major. I was just like, yo, that's what's up. I love Puerto Rico, so I was like, hey, if y'all just want me to go and we just have a girls' retreat, I'm with that. But mm-hmm. since this is for something major, like a project, then I can't take this for granted. This is a whole, this is a whole place. Like you don't just play like that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want me to just do a little something that's gonna go on iTunes or something, then cool, then we just break bread. But this is for the whole, like the Puerto Rican National Tourism Company. So mm-hmm. that's the equivalent to, remember that song, Come Back to Jamaica, mm-hmm. what's old is what's new. So when people hear this song, they gonna hear our voices. Mm-hmm. So don't play. Cause I was hyped. Cause I wanted to go. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> well, when Claudette brought all the girls to her house mm-hmm. to make the announcement, she said Puerto Rico and they they all was just ready because we was all right like we just when you hear Puerto Rico you just think of the beach and getting a nice tan you tan yeah I got a little tan because I was well, I was in Miami you never mind you eat that good chocolate though, so you know you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to burn chocolate well when the girl when the when the diva said that they were all in you mm-hmm. were like hold up wait yep. a minute yep. and you said that yeah what did I say because I be forgetting you said, uh, what did you say? You said, now, y'all clapping, but remember what happened last time. Yeah. And 
I thought about not only the diva log, but also thought about Broadway in the hood because mm-hmm. I remember you told me the It was even more story. stuff like that. Yeah. More stuff that. And so I thought you brought up a good point in the, in the confessional. Claudette said, you know, oh, little more, why are you trying to bring this up when I'm trying to get everybody? But do you feel that you were wrong to mention it? No, because even when we were doing the diva logs as well as, um, like even the rehearsal that there was a lot of rehearsals that Claudette didn't even make because she had an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, yo, there was an even, do y'all remember when we were doing the diva law? She said, I might need even do my second part. So we was all the way at the diva law mm-hmm. and it got to intermission to the, she was like, I don't think I want to do my second part. Like, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. So just let me know if there's a chance of somebody quitting and I have to do an extra part. Just let me know ahead of time. I'm a person. I'm so regimented to, being on to to an itinerary mm-hmm. that if you break the itinerary like I have an OCD I have to know everything that's going on that's that's just me mm-hmm. so if somebody plans on quitting let us know right here and there mm-hmm. if there's a, a Q-U-I-T in your spirit please say something because a lot of people get hyped but then there's sometimes be like when there's no money involved people people well let me get back to you on that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and when it's not a big part involved you well, let me get back to you on that or when somebody just wants you to attend or be a part but don't really want you to be a part let me get back to you on that mm-hmm. you know don't just tell me we going to puerto rico we got a puerto rican song we got to do and i don't i want to i want to talk i want to know the whole itinerary of what you and that man talked about because sometimes a people will tell you something or the the guy who called her and told her about he might have been just trying to see if he could get us all on the song and then also let me just mention this because we we cover the Atlanta version, mm-hmm. let's we can go into the whole Angie Stone versus the the Selena Johnson mm-hmm. with the whole tour promoters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people to, do some shady things. He yeah. might have. What if this same person who booked her or called her for this might have tried to book me for something and he had shady business because we didn't know who she was exactly dealing with. I be wanting to know what if he just wanted to get me and somebody else on the song because the price we quoted him might have been out of his ballpark mm-hmm. range. But then she she said, "Well, I want you for this," and I said, "All right, do it for you for free." <laughs> Then I found out he done said, I said, oh, that's the man we just told no to. That's how shady this industry is. Mm. So I just wanted to let her know I'm rocking with you. I don't know who you got the phone call from or who sent the email or whatever the deal is. But before we all throw our hand in the middle of the pile, let's just make sure this is because this is business. Mm. This is nothing personal. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to be sure, you know, that I was on 100 because. Mm-hmm. I was going through some things. But mm-hmm. does the friendship play into your decision to do it? Like, can you be like, no? You can. Mm-hmm. And I realized that this whole season, you will see, I finally get to use the word no. Because huh? I'm so used to telling everybody yes. I, I rarely turn things down because you never know what might be beneficial for somebody. I always want to see everybody make it. But then I always wonder, who want to see me make it? Mm-hmm. So you'll see a lot of turnage. Let's go into some other things. So as far as the previews are concerned, mm-hmm. there's some things that happens yeah um you and Shantae Moore okay well there was a blogger who told me a long time ago that he thought you and Shantae fell out he said that like, yeah there was a blogger Be- and, and let me tell you what let me tell you how he figured it out okay or how he how he came <laughs> to blues, that conclusion. Yeah, he blues clued it. yeah he says <laughs> that me. this this blogger said that in the very beginning when you guys started taping because now it's no secret when you guys are actually taping because everything in the blog so like season oh, for two second season. For, for okay. season two and so you guys were tweeting and involving each other in like tweets and Instagrams in the very beginning mm-hmm. and by the time you guys ended in March there was nothing mm-hmm. there was nothing about Shantae Moore mm-hmm. on your tweets and there was nothing about Little Mo on her tweets so mm-hmm. they figured out okay they must have fell out people and newsy based, and, be, <laughs> and based off the Saints be peeking well 
I'll tell you who it is later. Okay. And then, so, so did you and Shante fall out? I really don't know how it's going to play out during this during the season, mm-hmm. but there's no sense in having a conflict and not having a resolve. Mm-hmm. So just watch how it plays out. I wouldn't say it was a falling out, but I'm to the point where I can disagree with you, mm-hmm. and you either roll with my disagreement and we work it out, or we just keep it moving. And, and something else that was mentioned was... Shantae felt a certain way because you yeah, took I a picture. That. You took a picture with uh, Kenny Lattimore, her yeah. ex-husband, and said that he's a good guy. And so it alludes that she confronts you about that situation. We'll see. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. No, she said something. That was Grammy weekend when mm. I took that picture because it's like so long ago. I be having to refresh. Mm. So that was like the week. When was the Grammys in January? February. Mm. February. Mm. Okay, so I took a picture with him as well as other artists, mm-hmm. and I posted it. Actually, my assistant, Brian, posted it on my Instagram, and she said she felt some type of way. And I'm glad that it took a while for her to say that to me, and I'm just like, oh, okay, I could take it down. But he's still gonna, that's still my friend. That's still the homie. Mm-hmm. But if that made you feel some type of way, then let's talk about it. Don't just walk around. With your nose up and just like, okay, I get that. Is there yeah. any? Are y'all that close for that? To- like, how close are you with the women now that you're on your second season? Is it that type of situation where they would feel some type of way? Would you befriending somebody? There's some people who feel of- some type of way no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. God bless. That's on them. Because the show will go on. Especially mine. Because at the end of the day, I came with a common goal. I told them what I want to do. And I knew this platform, this propels me. So I was just like, this is what I'm going to do. If anybody has a problem with it, then it's up to us to come to an amicable, you know, uh, agreement to say, like, either we're going to rock with each other or not. We're going to be business or we're going to be personal. But I will say that I do know that the new friendships, the new genuine, real, long-standing friendships that I have got from this between me, Chrisette, and Leela, the new girls, amazing. You also said that um, that you, Leela, uh, Chrisette, and Michelle, you you guys call yourself the Golden Girls. Yeah. So who's Blanche? Who's Rose? Who's Dorothy? And who's Sophia? <laughs> who's Blanche? Who's, who's, who's Blanche? Which one? See, Blanche was the fast one. <laughs> she was the fast one who always. Why had you look at me like that, dude? <laughs> I'm just. Who's Blanche? Who was the one that was married all the time? Blanche was the one. All right. Dorothy had all the husbands. No, no. Who's the one who had all the husbands? Oh, geez. Help that me would be me. Sure. See, even though we call ourselves the Golden Girls, we still have our own unique personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the one who's been married and divorced twice. Like, Misha, like, like all of our stories, even though they're different, they, they all find a way to blend. And it was just like this, just the way that we all meshed together. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, we really be, we really be turned. Like, I love this. I don't have female friends. Mm-hmm. The only female friends I have are my daughters, my sister-in-law, and my sister. Like, I, I don't have any that I can. And my best friend that I was in, like, we grew up since the sixth grade. That's the only ones I can say that are my friend friends, that mm-hmm. if somebody came in here shooting, I'm going to be your shield. If mm-hmm. some other people, they came in here shooting, I'm like, yeah, get her. She ain't work. No. But those, those are my ride mm-hmm. or dies. And I don't know why, even though I haven't known them for long, it's just... When you click, you click, mm-hmm. and ain't nobody messing with my click. My click, yes. Those is there any, my girls? Is anything else you can give us? Uh, what we can look for in this uh, season two of uh, R&B Divas LA? Um, 
you just have to ask questions because I don't see I don't see it until y'all see it. Okay. So I do because I don't remember everything that happened. I can't wait to see what I was talking about when I was telling you are wicked, you are evil, yeah. and you need to stop. Mm-hmm. Who I started I know that a lot of this season I acted like my mother. Mm-hmm. That's how my mother is. My mother just she's from the South Bronx, so it's just like this side to her. When she just had enough, she just she just goes and she means no harm, no physical harm, no mental harm, no emotional harm. But sometimes you have to put that spirit in this place. Mm. And it just is what it is. Okay, well, we're going to go into a commercial break. But before we do a commercial break, mm-hmm. we have a very special surprise. Little Mo is going to perform. Oh, I was us. like, what right. the surprise is? There you go. The you the surprise. I know. You the surprise. <laughs> but before we go into the break, don't forget about iTunes. Make sure that you go uh, subscribe, hey. comment, rate, leave a comment, tell yeah. friends. And to stars. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't with you. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a break and we'll be come back. A live performance from the godmother herself, Little Mo. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna do the yeah. nay too. My name is Yvonne Saravia and I am a home health aide. My credit score was very high. It was like seven hundred something. Then I had like a hiccup in my finances. Everything just whoo crashed. But I don't crawl under a rock and cry. It takes baby steps to get back. So that that's what I am doing. With American Express Serve, you have a full-service prepaid account that helps you handle your money simply and affordably. There's no credit check. You can pay your bills online and reload cash for free at over 15,000 locations, all for $1 a month and all backed by the 24-7 service of American Express. This is what membership is. This is what membership does. Get started with an American Express Serve card at CVS Pharmacy or Family Dollar today. Terms and restrictions apply. Go to serve.com for more details. What's up, everybody? You're tuned back into AfterBuzz TV for R&B Divas LA Season 2. We have a very special surprise for you. Little Mo, who is in the building, she is going to perform her brand new single off her album that's coming out this fall entitled The Scarlet Letter. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. She's going to now do her first single off The Scarlet Scarlet Letter, and it's called Shoulda Never let you go. I just Bang. totally messed it up. My bad. I'm sorry. It's all good. Let's communication. So put your hands together for little Mo. <laughs> Lord, let me remember these words. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hey. Can I see myself? Make sure I'm cute. Ooh, ooh. Check it. Sitting up here feeling dumb and shit Trying to hold my feelings in Wondering how, why and when I let you slip away I seen you in your little friend Riding, riding in your bins The one I used to ride in Before she took my place And somehow I can't help But to hate what I see Because now she knows how it feels to be me. Turn up. I shouldn't ever let you go. 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 I never. Until I realize I should've never ever let you go. Hey. Hey. 
check it out. Sitting there looking all pressed and shit. Going through all messages that I used to send you when you was my baby. Now she's getting all the benefits. How to let you get away from this. What we're worrying when I must have been crazy. Cause now I can't help but to hate what I see. Little mo, little mo, should have never let you go. Yeah. The Scarlet Letter. Yeah. <laughs> I love the song. Thank you. Yep. I love the song. Um, we're gonna talk about the album, mm. and there's a question that I want to ask you, and okay. I have it, I'll explain it why. Are you pregnant? Oh my god. <laughs> Do you know why I'm asking? Why? Because I have an album coming out. Because you have an album coming out. Every time that you have an album come out, you are pregnant. So, I just want to know if you're pregnant. At this time, I have a slight touch. Ooh, these faces. Okay. All right, well. I don't know. You, 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 said you, you said you were fertile, and I saw you had an outfit. You said you had an outfit. There was an outfit that you had on that Fantasia's, um, Fantasia's white party. Oh. And so, I was like, hmm. That's the Easter colors. No, no, no. I've I been had that outfit. Okay. Yeah, now, that was an outfit that I got from my friend's um, boutique called Boutique Hush. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these dresses, like, I have, like, three of those. One is white, one is yellow, and one is black. And they all go like this. I just love stuff like that because... You don't have to worry about wearing a undergarment, not like drawers, but like a body shape. <laughs> you don't have to worry about what's going on underneath. And plus, since it was an all white party, I was like, let me rock this. I actually had rocked it like two years ago to my friend's wedding, but nobody ever saw those pictures. So I had to repeat. Gotcha. But everybody say I have this glow. I thought I was just going because I was happy. Happy? Sad? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, whatever the case is, you know, I. If you are, let us know. I sure will. All right. So let's Ooh. talk about let's talk about music. Okay, let's talk about music. So you released an EP called um, No Shit Sherlock. Yeah. And so the EP was I, I read it. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't read it, but uh, you sent it to me, and I listened to it. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, what was it like being back in the studio and just putting music out there? Amazing. That's like where. Um, that's like my therapy. Mm. Music is my therapy, and. Sometimes I just have to go and be my own shrink. Mm -hmm. And No Shit Sherlock is a 
is the prelude to the Scarlet Letter album. I knew I had to have some stuff ready because we had the show come in and I just needed stuff to hold people over. So in the, in the interim, waiting for the show and waiting for everything to from my social media for it to all make sense I felt I had some explaining to do and so that's why I did the mixtape it was just like everybody well what happened even though by the time you guys see it it's already probably like almost a year mm-hmm. already halfway a year into it I just I'm a person that I like to explain myself you either with it or you're against it mm-hmm. but at the end of the day my mixtape really explained what was going on from the end of the show last year mm-hmm. up until the beginning of the show yesterday you were rapping yeah. Which I knew you always had it in you because I yeah. remember when you first came out, you were actually a rapper yeah. back in the day. Yep. So you were rapping, you were cursing, um, and oh people God. people were surprised yeah. to, to see this My dad is a bishop side. heard it too, yeah. but he liked it. Did he? Yeah. He said, can he get a clean edited version? But he said, I, he said you sounded so comfortable, I can't even be mad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I express, I express myself, and he knows that I don't mean any harm. But my cursing is just like, whoo, like you meant that thing. Mm-hmm. And I would love to find other words in my large vocabulary to say in other, other than saying shit. Mm-hmm. But instead of saying no shit, Sherlock, what about no heck, Sherlock? That doesn't sound. The, the song that um, um, I sh- um, the song that you uh, did with uh, Trina. Yeah. Um. Oh, jeez, I don't never remember titles. We remade uh. It ain't nothing to cut that. It ain't nothing. Okay, some people were. You say it ain't nothing. To, it ain't nothing to cut. Uh, to cut that um, bitch off. And then you use it ain't yeah. nothing to cut that nigga off. So you say nigger versus nigga. Why? No, I say nigga. It sounds like you're saying no. It ain't nothing to cut that nigger off. It's nigga off, but it's just the inflect nigga off. People, people made a, a big deal about that. So they did. I, yeah, they did. Um, Tom, get over it. Okay, I will. You also, <laughs> you also did. You also did um, Lauren Hill's X Factor, mm-hmm. and mm. people don't like. They don't dislike the. They don't dislike your version, mm-hmm. but they feel a certain way about it because it's Lauren Hill, and you shouldn't touch a classic. So, w- what do you? Why'd you do the song? Tom, get over it. Okay. Everybody sings it at karaoke. I did it for my mixtape because mm-hmm. I switched some of the words and it's a definitive, like, that's how I wanted to end my mixtape off. That's like one of the songs um, off of her Miseducation album that always, mm-hmm. always was like a song that I sang no matter what. So I was like, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And can't nobody tell me. I did time after time. I did that. And I'm going to do any other song that I want to recreate huh. in my own jish, mm-hmm. in my own way. And can't nobody tell me otherwise. I, I, I like the version. Um, I knew you were going through your what you were going through so yeah, I had you already, got my phone number yeah. so you be known yeah so I already <laughs> felt a particular way about it and yeah. so when I remember when you sent me the the mixtape mm-hmm. you know just hearing the just hearing you emote those emotions yeah you know I even got caught up in my own feelings just hearing you because I knew what you were going through so yeah you know um I, I particularly I particularly liked it and Thank so you. with your with your dad the bishop mm-hmm. who didn't he, he liked it but yeah. he was a little shocked with the cursing yeah what is what is your what is your Christian? What are the church? What are the church people are saying? Because sometimes they, you know, they get up in a little arms about certain things that you do or that you say. So yeah. what's what's the ba- you know? I'm, has there been any backlash when you go to church and sing? No, because there's there's no doubt that the anointing of my life is untouchable. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing I can do about that. I was it was predestined before I was in my mother's womb. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do with the anointing of my life. God giveth and God taketh away. Mm-hmm. But 
it seems like the ones who always point the most fingers and getting the most upset are mad because they don't have that anointing. Like, do I want to sit up in here and curse? No, I don't. But I'm just like, that's my personality. One day I'm going to stop, but I'm not going to stop just because church people want me to stop. That doesn't make any sense. And I can tell you this, like up until after I got out of high school, I tried to be so deep, safe, spooky, caught up and so perfect. And I was just driving myself crazy and half the sin and cursing and songs and everything I learned I learned that from church folks. Yeah. it is what it is like so you are still washing the blood yeah absolutely I'm covered by it too right. speaking mm-hmm. of the blood mm-hmm. I would love to hear you sing for Sean Mitchell's His Blood Still Works see I don't know this I know the other song not, not right now but just okay. when I hear that song I hear you because okay. the lady she does uh, some of your traditional you know the woo 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 you know <laughs> yeah you know oh. yeah. so I, I so yeah I got you. Got you. I got you. Uh, Prince. Let's talk about Prince. Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you expect this whole thing with Prince to for it to go as viral as it did? So yeah. you basically posted it. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I know people be peeking, mm-hmm. and he's he's a legend. He's famous, and I'm almost back famous. So I mean, anytime that something happens, I know people be peeking at everything I post, and I knew it was gonna go that viral, but. If people would have read, they would have saw that I said it was the new the New Orleans police and it was another lady. It wasn't ever Prince. They were acting extra because it was Prince, mm-hmm. but it wasn't ever him. So that's why when they say he had tweeted or something and said my clothes didn't even match, oh girl bye. You know my clothes match. She coordinates. So was so was it Prince that tweeted or was that not I don't know. I never saw it. I had somebody screenshot and sent it to me, but mm-hmm. that goes to show people be peeking. Mm-hmm. And he still has a, a core and a cult like fan base of people that was like, Oh, you don't go after legends, this and that and you should have peed on yourself. Isn't that just ridiculous? People are crazy. I know. I'm not gonna even pee on myself just a little bit. Because me and my friends have this pact that if you even smell like pee just a little bit, we cannot be friends. <laughs> <laughs> And because the way that my bladder is set up, people don't know, after I've had four cesareans, dude, when I have to go, like, I have to go. Like, it's it's no stopping it. And I had on shorts. And I was just thinking, like, oh, my God, they the cop pushed my stomach. So I had to kegel. I had to clench my cooch mm-hmm. so I could make sure a little bit didn't slip out. And he was, my fiance was right there. So it's not like I'm hyping it up or making it extra. I'm just like, no, the cop was acting so extra. Well, it, he was so extra to the point the next day when we had to go to the um, convention center because I had a weekend full of events for promotion for R&B Divas LA. Mm-hmm. I asked the police escort and the um, uh, convention center escort that we asked, excuse me, can I ask y'all something? What kind of uh, letter or itinerary do y'all get that says y'all allowed to shut down a whole backstage for someone that isn't like the ruler of the free world or like a you know a president or mm. something like that they say you know that's we really don't get that that's people and their team hyping it up I said okay cool I want you to shut down the rest of the backstage I don't want nobody look at me and everybody busted out laughing I was like why can't why nobody don't take me serious when I say I want y'all to shut all this down I don't want nobody look at me I don't want nobody walk down the hall I don't want nobody in the bathroom when I'm in there like what gives people this type of authority where does that come from why when do I get to get to that point maybe Blonde if you, hair, maybe if you become Illuminati maybe you'll True. I was Would, thinking about joining. What's your, no, I was kidding. What's your thoughts on that? Do you think that exists? No. Okay. Not not in. I believe there's like a, a higher power. But do would they let African Americans who tell everything in their songs be a part of? It? Heck to the no. Like no. You mentioned you mentioned your fiance. I want to go back to. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to the first husband. 
You talking about Gus? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go back to Gus because last year in 2013, he was arrested for growing marijuana in his house. 153 plants. Mm -hmm. And now he out of jail. Who he told on? Mm -hmm. So. Hello. Question. Mm -hmm. Was he involved in that selling marijuana when you guys were married? He was involved in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But thank God for our marriage and my um, me being a little bit famous. I could I took him out of that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like. It's real. People in the world, they in these streets. They do what they can to make money. I don't know exactly what he was into because I'm not a snitch. And <laughs> this is the only thing that's going to let me be a real not. <laughs> but at the end of the day, he was accustomed to a certain lifestyle and things that were before me. And I was just like, yo, you can't do these things because I have a image and I have a standard and stuff like that. So I took him away from that lifestyle. And I think once this lifestyle was over, like he had to do what he knew best. Now, mm. is this the husband that you married in the back of the church and got the J.C. Penney's uh, <laughs> dress yeah. and 10% off? <laughs> yes. okay. It was 15% off. 15% off. Okay. <laughs> and then also, Gus's son. We did get married in the church. We got married in my, which is now my brother's bedroom in the basement. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> if y'all see, yo, it was like right in front of the whole basement. It's a bedroom back there. My mm -hmm. brother sleeps in. But now, like it was really when I lived there, mm -hmm. it was off the chain because it was like a nice, fresh white carpet. I had sprinkled some roses. I had printed out the, the programs the night before. Made Ooh. it work. Yeah. Had my little uh, on sale dress on. No one told me that. Had all my house shoes, you know. And so I thought I was doing it big. We got married in the basement. And my brother that sleeps down there now, he sang um, Music Soul Child's Love. And he was high. When he went to the love, he was like, love. <clears throat> I wish I could find that videotape. Y'all would freaking die, yo. Mm -hmm. I'm not lying. And I I gave that dress away because they have like these um events like where they um donate dresses for proms and people who can't really afford mm -hmm. dresses. Mm -hmm. So ain't no telling who rocking that dress now. Look at God, won't he make a way? Yes, he will. Won't he make a way? <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to talk about your stepson, Catfish. Yeah. Um, uh, this, his kid okay. Cole. That's kid Cole. Yeah. That's Gus' son. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been hearing stories about how he did some kind of activity, where he did some kind of activity in regards to um, pretending that he was Kanye's. Uh, I don't know. He was pretending that, like he was signed to a production and producer. Mm -hmm. What I can say about him is that he's had a hard life. Mm -hmm. I've seen him survive. You know, and far as him being, um, when I was married to Gus, I saw him all about two times, but I used to pay the child support to the D.C. child support system for him. So I don't know how much of that he actually saw, but I know he's had a hard life. But I also know with getting on Catfish and be on TV, you got to sign some paperwork. Mm -hmm. So all that money they said that he used up, like, <laughs> that's beyond small class court. If he got away with that, then whoever gave up the money, they crazy. Okay, now because and I, she had never met him before. That doesn't even. I, I it just it sounds weird, and I just wanted to get your thoughts. It was hype. Okay, so now we have to move to husband number two, Philip. Okay, mm -hmm. what happened? Everything. Because it just we, was wrong. because when you guys were mm -hmm. here, you guys seemed like you were very happy. Seemed for me, y'all were right. acting. It was that was a uh, act. I don't know what it was. When was we here last? Because it was in, the first in season, August. Yeah. Yeah, song It was he was my manager, my music director, and he, we were married. So it was a lot of things going on and it was just like it was a mess. Now, you mentioned that he got you guys to do a threesome and then you figured out We had threesomes before that. Oh, you had it before that. But I knew those were just random. Mm -hmm. The one that the last one we had 
I honestly went through with it because I was just like, I think he messed with her before. Mm -hmm. It just gave me a tease. It just seemed like because we was all at the house, turned up, drinking, having fun. But she started doing stuff. And I was just like, wait. Why is she in my room? Mm-hmm. It, it it was it it just it just got out of hand. So are you guys is it as a divorce final? Yeah, I got the papers in my so purse. In the purse, girl. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how is the whole co-parenting thing? Because you guys have two kids together. Or the management? We, huh? Or the management well, situation? Now my fa- my sister manages me. Me mm-hmm. and my sister manage me. Mm-hmm. Like my whole uh, structure now is, is family oriented. So between my sister and I have cons- uh, consulted Leon Cosby who mm-hmm. runs my day to day. Like and my team, Honey Child, Bella, Brian, mm-hmm. Adam, Jermaine. Like my, I have a team. So they really picked up where he basically fumbled because it was a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. wasn't being handled. So <clears throat> find him as my manager, music um, as my music director. Like when it came to bands and stuff. I could get a new band. Yeah. But it was like times I had shows to do and he wasn't sending the music in. And I'm just like, really, sir? So, but far as co-parenting, I haven't seen him since December thir- December 15, 2013. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when the last time my sons have seen him because they went back to the East Coast before I did mm-hmm. when we were in Puerto Rico. And I think they saw him once. But between the four that I biologically gave birth to and the three that are my bonus kids with my fiance, we have seven children and we are the only two that they are honestly concerned and worried about. And now, now your new fiance, you mm-hmm. guys, um, just really quick, I want to know how you meet. You guys have seven kids total. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a boxer. He's 14 or 15 and 0 right now? 16 and 0. Oh, 16 Sweet and 0. Sweet 16. Beat somebody else. Con- up. Congrats to that. Yeah. I, just how <laughs> seven kids, particularly eight uh, on the way, um, with him being a boxer. <laughs> you better speak that thing that exists. With, with, him, with him being a boxer, how is he able to financially, you know, you have a certain lifestyle that you live in. Yeah. And I, ha- I, I did some research on him, but mm-hmm. how was he able to take care of you and his kids and your kids? We just make it do what it do. Okay. We make it do what it do. Like, he, he got money. Okay. He's not He's not a, uh, you know, when you think of boxers, you are, everybody, oh, Floyd Mayweather. So if you're not having that kind of money or that type of uh, backing or whatever, they just think that you can't handle it. But he was doing fine before he met me. And so that's why when he found me 10 years later, because he tried to holler at me 10 years ago, he said, he always says I fleed him. Mm-hmm. Well, I had just had heaven. And I was just like, y'all just had a baby. You can't holler at me. And I'm still like technically married, even though I probably was going through something then. But he waited and then he got at me and asked me, was I ready to go? And I was just like, yeah, we better time than this because I'm so tired of being lonely. <laughs> so it was just like, basically when the opportunity presented itself, I was with it. Okay, and finally, let's talk about the Scarlet Letter. Tell us um, yeah. when it comes out. What can we expect? September thirtieth, twenty fourteen. Um, classic little mo. Everybody, oh, you like you like my friend in my head. You like the girl next door. <laughs> so the little mo that you met when I was doing Missy Elliott, Hot Boys, the Put It On Me's, and mm-hmm. um, Superwoman's, and all of that. Classic little mo hip hop R and B. Going through the pain, but not being sad. Going through things, but it not you don't it doesn't affect me uh, physically. Like you would not tell that. If I wait till you read my book, let's go to that. Hey, uh, Tame and Little Mo. Yes, I'm sorry, I, I had forgot to, to a mention book. a book. Sorry, and you have a movie coming out too. Yeah, the movie. All right, the movie is Who Can I Run To? I actually filmed that out here while we were like just finished with first season. I so remember. that's that'll be out in, I believe October. I don't okay. know the exact date, but I'll definitely follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Little Mo Show, and I'll have the dates. But the trailer is already out. My book will be out October seventh. That's called Taming Little Mo. The way I ended off first season, Cynthia vs. Little Mo. There's a story behind it. There's a story behind. I don't look like what I've been through. I don't smell like smoke. 
I don't look like none of the drugs I was on. I don't look like none of the hell that I've been through. Like you would never know. I wasn't ever homeless, but they was trying to take everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything. And, you know, I just thank God just to just be alive and look like this. Hello? Mm. Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> the album, The Scarlet Letter, that will be out everywhere because now I'm signed a penalty slash um, Sony Red. So I have a real record deal this time. Congrats. So we'll be in yeah. all, like the major stores, mainly um, I know Walmart and like Best Buy, like stores like that. So we're we doing it big this time, iTunes. That's September 30th and that's just classy me real singing um should have never let you go that single will be available really soon i don't know the exact date only because with the show era like i'm trying to make sure everything hits that like when when the show come out Mm -hmm. this hits Mm -hmm. and um uh i'm on black dynamite i'm the um cartoon animated um i'm orphan arnold Mm -hmm. so i'm on cartoons and everything i also am a part of um I got a weight loss product. I have a, me and um, Dynamite. We have a water. Um, we're part of a water company, Hydro One. We're part owners of that. It's just like, yo, it, I got my God. own water, won't yeah. he? Like, why would I be on a TV show and not have stuff to, to, to give to the masses and to sell to my people, especially stuff that we need? Like, I, I, mean, I, could, I could sell you weed. My baby father had some of that. Now, <laughs> Why not help purify and cleanse your body so we have that? As well as me and um, Dynamite, we working on the Dynamo show, so you'll probably see us on the TV screen there, you too. Because with me being a Christian, but I speak Arabic, and him being Muslim, ah, you going to hell. I'm like, well, y'all shut the hell up. So it's just like, listen, we got to raise these kids. We got to get, it's money out here to get, it's love out there to spread, and it's families out there that want to know. Like, how do you do it? How do you balance it all? You can, you will see. Mm -hmm. I actually, it it, it can work. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we are running out of time. So we're going to, um, uh, Alfred, tell everyone you can be found. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at All Eyes on Black and Instagram Ant the number two black. Let them know again, Little Mo. At the Little Mo Show or at the Dynamo Show. T H E L I L M O S H O W or at T H E D Y N A M O S H O W. And you can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. Little Mo, can you can you give me a little church before uh before we go? Um, Lord Jesus, I ain't sang a church song in so long. Any any mm-hmm. suggestions? Thank you, Lord, that you did from uh. Thank you, okay. yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Woo woo woo. Hallelujah. And we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. We see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 